Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Book a dream holiday in Western Australia and experience a new level of luxury with Qatar Airways. Discover premium wines in the Margaret River region, where towering forests meet turquoise oceans, and sunny Perth, where you'll enjoy not just fine wine, but fine dining too. But before your adventure begins, savour signature delicacies made with seasonal ingredients on the multiple award-winning Qatar Airways, where you'll experience the exceptional. Visit qatarairways.co.uk slash perth for more information. This podcast may contain some strong language and adult themes. Oh, hello, and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. I'm Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. Hi, Angela Hartnett. Hello, Nicholas Grimshaw. How are you? Very well, thanks, and you're good self? Yeah, really good, thanks, mate. What have you been up to? I've been away filming. Yes. So I've not been around and I've not been at home, so it feels like a real treat. Was it fun? Treat. It was really fun, really enjoyed it. Can't say what it is. Okay. It's not like a Marvel film or anything. It's not no. that exciting. But you know what I missed, which I've never, ever missed before? Me? Well, you, obviously. But I really missed cooking. Oh. And I think it was because I was away from home and like long days away from home and not sleeping in my bed like I wanted some sort of... And were you in a hotel the whole time? I was time? in a hotel. So you didn't have a little Airbnb to do No, didn't have any cooking and it was tough for Deliveroo as well in the area, shall we say. Right. So, yeah, that was what I really missed. It made me feel really at home mm. once I started making food. So that's what I did this weekend. Oh, lovely. Let me show you this one, I made. see what you think. I did our old mate Ottolenghi. I found this recipe. I love the way it actually looks like you're at Ottolenghi. <laughs> In the big plate. So I did salmon, pan-fried salmon, salmon Oh yeah, underneath. underneath, right. And then I did a salsa. I didn't measure this out. Obviously, which is why there's too much. see the salmon. Yeah, I just thought I'd freestyle that. So it was celery, pine nuts, sultanas, lemon zest. Black sultanas? Yeah. Right. Capers, olives. Nice. All chopped up. Agridolce, well. they call that. What are they called? Sweet and sour. Agriculture. It's like the Italian sort of keeping that sweet. But salmon. I did too much. Can I give you a tip? Please. Did you, did you roast the salmon? No, pan fried it. So skin was crispy. It really was. But then you've covered all that lovely crispy skin. Should With the salsa, underneath, I know, and I then it makes it, it soggy. I know. Little top but tip. But I didn't have a picture because I screenshot it ages ago, so I didn't know what it was meant to look like. <laughs> then I made this, which I freestyled. So I did tomato, fig. Lovely. Goat's cheese. I did slice the tomatoes. Yeah. Season them with like, uh, with salt and pepper and then oil and basil. Mushed all them up in a bowl and let them just like hang out for a bit. Right. Then I put that on the plate. Lovely. Then I put the figs and the goat's cheese on top. So you had all that dressing and juice from the tomatoes. But just on the tomatoes. Lovely. Because I thought, do I want olive oil on a fig? You can have olive oil on a fig. It goes. But mm. I think it's probably the better choice because then yeah. they kept firm. Yeah, it was all right. The cheese gave it the saltiness. And then I used... How I'm many sure people were you catering for? Five. Okay, fair enough. So then I did sweet potatoes with chilli and a spice from Waitrose. Very nice. Like one of them cook's ingredients things. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Very nice. And round of applause from your guests. I loved it. But do you know what? Everyone was happy apart from Mish. Because it's course. like, cooking's such a faff. There's mess everywhere and everyone just eats it in a And minute. no meat. What's the Where point? Where was the meat? Yeah, no meat. <laughs> I was like, shut up, Mish. 
So yeah, he's still uh, not, not loving not it. Convinced. He's like, he thinks it's too much effort for simple. Well, it messes for... up his surfaces. Exactly. You know? I'm like, here's a house, here's a kitchen. Oh my god. You're meant to like actually. I use mean, these I, nice. I know you keep saying to me you're worried if I come. I don't think I could invite Mishram to our house. Right. Well, because there's mess and things aren't tidy. When I was cooking, I did think I'm almost ready to have anjova. Wow. Yeah. Well, I saw a pasta sauce one. This was your puttanesca. Oh, God, yeah. It's not enough sauce. <laughs> no. It wasn't yeah. a textbook one. I was talking too much. Yeah. I really thought yeah. I was, like, giving it you on Saturday Kitchen. No. And I'm still, Files. I need to concentrate. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden it was, like, not enough. And it was, like, and near that's... a jelly texture. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what it's I've a, done there. It's an jam. Yeah, because yeah. I don't like reading a recipe. And let me know if you're listening to this and you feel oh, the, the same, same too. I like to pretend when my guests there that I'm not reading the recipe. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to look like I'm reading the recipe. I don't know why, yeah. but it feels shameful. I feel like you're cheating. Yeah, so I felt like I wasn't concentrating. There's nothing wrong with doing that, reading know, the recipe. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, we're going to come around yours, aren't we, for Christmas dish? Christmas Is dish, yes. I think so, yeah. Last year was your place. Yeah. This year it's my place. That's fun. I know. If Chris gets the painting done on time. Oh, yeah. What's still to do? He's there now doing utilities. Oh, God. Always, shouting out, out the window. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's going be all right. No, we've just had the kitchen done. Oh. So it's all lovely. <gasps> and now I'm just decluttering. I haven't uh -huh. put anything back. So the house is. I mean, I think I might send Misha a picture. Oh and God. Jesse, I think he'll have a nervous breakdown because there's so much stuff just Genuinely, everywhere. and not just saying this as a hilarious skit on a podcast, <laughs> he would genuinely come around and organise it for you. He yeah, that would it. freak me out. He yeah. loves it. All right, let's talk about our guest today. We have Rose Matafeo. She is very funny. Have you ever met her? No, never. But watched her shows. Yeah. Would Star love Trek. to see her live. Yeah. I think she'd be brilliant live. Because I think, I think she's all about, like most comedians, but she really puts herself out there, doesn't she? Mm. Well, let's get her in, shall we? Because as ever, I'm starving. Good. We have comedian, writer, actor, who also goes by the name of Goldie Overhill of No Bottle. <laughs> but you may know her as Rose Matafeo, everybody! <laughs> Much. Wow. Hi, Rose. I'm collected at a dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from when I finished my food when I was a kid. Well done, yeah. Rose. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I wouldn't say goes by Goldie. Like, as you if do. I introduce myself as that. Yeah. yeah, what the hell is Goldie Overhill of No Bottle? It's my Hobbit name. Okay. Hobbit name generator era of the internet when I was a kid. Oh. When I was very into the Lord of the Rings. Right, okay. And uh, I wanted to find out my Hobbit name. Okay. And that's my Hobbit and that's name. Your so Hobbit how did you find out your Hobbit name? Just a Hobbit generator. Yeah, a Hobbit name generator. A random, probably, a nerd on right. the internet decided. Yeah, yeah, search it. You know, it was back in the days when there were like four websites. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the late 90s. Back in the good old days the good is old the way days. I like to look at it. Yeah. simple, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, when you would log on and be like, what should I go on? <laughs> <laughs> like, what Where is this? Right I was like, I yeah, know. Okay, I'm doing yours now, Angela. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Oh, exciting. Yeah. You are, oh my God, funny. <laughs> you are Rosie Posey, Proudfoot of Standelf. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So, Rosie Posey is my nickname. Is my it nickname? That, that oh, is weird. That's, my very... That's so weird. 
We have a whiskey cocktail for you. <gasps> Why not? I it's, love it. You like a whiskey? I do like a whiskey. But we've gone for a Japanese whiskey because we're going to have mm. a Japanese menu today. Lovely. And so we've gone for a Mizawari, which is Nikkei's blended whiskey with ice, with soda, and a bit of lemon. Easy as that. So we are going to have a Japanese Inspired menu today, lunch, inspired yes. lunch Wonderful. today, so you can enjoy your whiskey cocktail. Thank you. Flown straight in from Japan via Waitrose. <laughs> Cheers, Rose. Cheers. 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 Welcome Cheers. to Dish. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. Cheers. Lovely. Lovely. Now, let's talk about your life growing up. When you were younger, what sort of food was going on in your house? What are your strong food memories, Rose? Truthfully, and I know my mother will listen to this, she will be the first to admit that mm. she was just like was annoyed she had to make dinner every night. Like she would, she would be like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I can imagine for three kids, by default, being the one that had to make the dinner. Mm. She just was bored of it. She didn't have a like a love for like mm. cooking in the kitchen. But she, you know, she liked cooking. She taught us very good things. I think the thing, it might be a New Zealand thing, but if you can learn to ha- make a good white sauce, mm-hmm. a roux or whatever, yeah. that will take you far. Because you can pop any veggies in there. You yeah. can pop anything in Pour there. Pour it over anything. Leg yeah. some white sauce over some sausages. Marvelous. Take you far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll take you far. Um, and my memories of food in our house were that we learned to cook ourselves quite early oh, that's uh, cool. as kids and were put in charge of like a yeah, night of the week to cook. And I got very good lasagnas. Hey, I like the idea yeah. of offloading to It's very smart of your mother yeah. to share that load, yeah. isn't it? I think yeah. it's important, but it also makes sense. It's like, if yeah. I, I would get so bored if I had to be the one cooking every yeah. My mum went away for like three months on a trip and um, my dad was like in charge of, you know, in charge of the three kids. I can't even believe I said that. He was... <laughs> Was my dad. He parented. <laughs> he was in trial for a couple of months. He took responsibility yeah, for three then, weeks. To yeah. be fair, yeah. it did feel like that. I was yeah. like, this is different. This is weird. <laughs> this is- my brother calls it babysitting when he has to look after oh, his own kids. No, 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 no. I'm like, it's not babysitting. It ain't. Yeah. What was funny about him is he spent the entire week's food budget on the Sunday roast. So the oh. whole week we would be eating like not much, like really like very either no dinner or just sort of or water. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm. Rolled oats. Yeah. By the time my I was about 17, I was the youngest kid. Yeah. I loved it because my mum was like, she kind of just gave up on making dinner. She was like, a sandwich for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like sandwiches and make your own sandwich. I'm done. I'm done. And then, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Got a shift yeah, in. Yeah. Exactly. You know I mean? Was it like that at yours? Because it was that was the same at mine. Like my dad never, ever, ever made dinner. Really? Yeah. Never once. Wow. No, to be fair, we were lucky. My mum did cook every night and she was good at it. She liked it? Yeah, she liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was just part of what we did. Yeah. You know, she liked cooking. I always had to be a helper. My yeah. brother did nothing. Really? Nothing. Can I ask, would your brother at least do the washing up? Oh, please. Really? Did do I mean, Who did I say, this is to the point that, you know, we do this Italian dish and my grandmother would put it in the freezer and we'd have it all at Christmas. He was living in Tokyo. Mm. In March, his portion was still in the freezer. And I said, oh, Nonna, can we have this Annalini? No. It's for your brother when he comes home. I'm like, but he's thousands of miles yeah. away. Yeah. But no, the boys, the son, you oh. know, oh my God, the Italians, you know what they're like. Well, even the Scottish <laughs> grandmothers, like my nan has made me smuggle tomato chutney up to the Northern Hemisphere for my brother in Berlin. Grandmothers like a bit of smuggling. <laughs> they do, they do. She'd open my suitcase, take out clothes that I actually wanted and oh put God. in olive oil and salami. There's a reason at Border Force shows, it's yeah. always grandmothers. <laughs> it's always grandmothers with a leg of lamb. You're like, yeah. 
what the heck are you <laughs> What is that? Do you want some edamame? Oh, yes, sorry, yeah. Edamame going on. So this is all part of the Waitrose new menu range. Mm-hmm. What do you do with this, Ange? Just steam it. Steam it and then we've got a little salt, um, a little sprinkling of garlic and chilli salt on mm, there. It smells really good. Yeah, and Waitrose have done this. They've done these lovely little packets. Here, take some. And then you have all the salt mix and just steam them or you can zap them in a little microwave mm. quick and then sprinkle the salt on top. Yeah, it's kind of a real horrific before and after. A beautiful bowl of edamame and then they're just the ragged, yeah. tatty, <laughs> <laughs> empty pods. And you're like, and have you ever experienced when someone's gone in for the... the, the, the yeah. Yeah, someone here has, has experienced that. I've even like got as far as like having a used one in my mouth and I'm so sad. Oh, like, no. like, oh. It's disgusting. It's so disgusting. Let's talk about Edinburgh. 2018 is you won best comedy show mm. at the Edinburgh, which is the big one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the big one. That's the, the one you won. Yes, <laughs> you won you best comedy show yeah, at yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, and that's for Horn Dog. That was for Horn Dog. Yeah, yeah, best name ever yeah. for a show. <laughs> it was very clear that I didn't know I was going to win. Didn't even comprehend that like, you know, I could win. By firstly, the speech I made to accept the award, which was. Garbled. I managed to thank the Prime Minister of New Zealand for some reason, <laughs> uh, and then just people I saw in the room. <laughs> but I think secondly is the fact that I called the show Horn Dog. I think uh, reflects how a few aspirations I had for that show to be the the show that would be engraved on a mm-hmm. on a on an award yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah, like the engraver having to write Horn. Horn Dog. And is it Horn Dog one word? <laughs> Or is it hyphen? It's yeah. a brand? Is it, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad that's followed me around in my career. And then how does life change after you win, like, the best comedy award at Edinburgh? At that time, I was writing, like, the pilot for Starstruck mm-hmm. as well. So it was helpful in getting that kind of off the ground. Yeah. It changed a lot. I, had, I got one uh, 10,000 pounds. Oh, and what I, did you spend the... I actually bought, well, I bought, I bought two things. I bought a chair eventually yeah. and a frying pan. And were you like, when I win this, I'm gonna buy a nice pan? Or was it like pan <laughs> panic? No, it wasn't pan panic because it was just like, what's, what am I gonna buy that I'm gonna use all the time? Yeah. And that Sit can in your chair exactly. and use your pan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat my beans out of my pan. Um, I, yeah, and I thought, because I never really, I think also when you first moved to, London or you're going, you know, you're in student life and all that, you always accrue these, just this, these like horrible kind of, um, you know, band of terrible pans you inherit from mm-hmm. like the people who lived in the flat before mm-hmm. you or the people who left it in the flat before mm-hmm. you. Just non-stick that's scratched to high heaven. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't know how you get them. And the yeah. real adult move is like, <laughs> I'm letting go of that. Of that shoddy. The jangling pan, right? Although I do still have a cast iron pot that I found on the street a couple of years ago. So, the you, you know. use? Yeah, I use, yeah, You absolutely. found it in the street? Hugely, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. For years, Emma City, I lived with Emma City. She, she found our toaster on the side of the street. No way. It sparked a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh wow! Jeez! Food is here. The food is here. Oh my god, I am so hungry. Oh, it's kind of crazy. God. I'm starving. I um yeah, ask me so many questions while I look at these. Pounds. We can just eat. <laughs> and this looks delicious. What have we got going on here? So this is all part of the Waitrose new menu range. Mm-hmm. So they've got these fantastic new Japanese products. Mm-hmm. So in the center, we've got these lovely little dips, which is a teriyaki and vegan mayo, the firecracker chili, and then you've got the soy and ginger. Then we've got these steamed pork buns. Mm-hmm. So we've got pork belly, which we've marinated with marmalade, soya and ginger in the steamed buns, a little bit of leek in there and reduce the sauce. And then we've got a lovely little pickled salad 
on the right. Mm. Yum. Yum. <laughs> Yum. So Yum. enjoy. Mm. Thank you. Let's talk about this recipe. So marmalade pork belly with soy and ginger. Marmalade. Is that a traditional Japanese uh, ingredient? No, I don't think so. But it's got all the stuff that you would want, which mm -hmm. is that sort of sweetness with the sharpness, that sort of sweet mm. savour. It really works. So it works. It I have works. so much marmalade that I need to use up because I don't love marmalade on toast. This is it. Would, would you just put it in with the pork belly and what So you else? make a marinade, yep. a little bit of um, soya sauce, you mm -hmm. put some garlic in there, the sugar, and then oh. you put the marmalade in. And then what they do do, and then... So start off with your pork belly, slice mm. it all up, season it in a way with lemon juice, which mm -hmm. is bizarre. So leave it for 10 minutes mm -hmm. there, but it sort of cleans it. And then literally you do the old fashioned way that they do in Japan and a lot mm. in Asia, where they clean the pork and they put boiling water on it. Mm. So you clean it over the sink and then you simmer it in this marinade. And then what I did was keep the fat from the pork belly, the skin, mm -hmm. and then I cooked that separately in the oven and then diced it up to put it in the salad. So you have a bit of crunchiness. This is really, oh, really, good. really good. Thank you so much. If you want to try this recipe by the chef Yuki Gomi or any of the meals that Angelo has made on the podcast, it's waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. If you didn't want to use pork ange, yes. what could you use in these buns? Chicken thighs would be good. Oh, chicken thighs chicken would thighs, be good. Yeah. And you could do the same thing that we did with the crackling. Take mm. off the skin, mm -hmm. roast that in the oven, and then sprinkle that on top. <laughs> it just went, mm, mm, mm. Sometimes mm. I try and buy chicken skins from the butcher to do crispy chicken go. skin. Oh, they, well, they you. just give it to you for free. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah, do yeah. they hand that to you? Um, envelope. In the hand. Envelope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they give one and then shake your hand with the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chicken necks as well, you can get for free. For oh, cats. chicken necks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't want to yeah. just butt in by being an expert about yeah. all the awful of chicken oh, yeah. necks. <laughs> yeah, if you want a chicken neck, you can yeah. get them from the I know the a guy. Butchers. I know a guy yeah. who wants some chicken necks. Yeah, you can get a chicken neck. Yeah, and yeah. also, you could do this, if you don't want the buns, you could do it with like steamed rice, couldn't you? Yeah, of course. You could do like a yeah, little yeah. rice situation yeah. if you fancy, you know, doing it like that and stuff. A little bit um, of rice, lovely. Also, I've got to say, while we're um, on rice, I had the nicest rice ever. The other day. Where was that? Makita made it, former oh, nice. guest on Dish. Yeah. And she came around and made it and she just put lots of butter in with it. Oh, butter and rice is lovely. And then like yeah. fresh thyme and rosemary. Mm. So it was like buttery, thymey rice. Yes. Yeah. And it was so good. And then we ate and then Mish got in from work late mm. and I said, Do you want some of this leftovers? He said, Yeah. And he was like, Wow, who am who made that rice? Because <laughs> not you. And I was like, oh. That's delicious. Butter, yeah, like thyme, and what? Rosemary. Butter with rice is I lovely. Put, I put butter yeah. with rice. Yeah, so Have good. you ever had Persian tadig? No. Which is crispy rice? Like, oh, it's oh awesome. when yeah, they do yeah, it. Yeah, in the, yeah. So freaking good. Mm. Here's a question can I ask you, though? Like, real yes. quick, I asked a lot of people this. If you had to give up one thing um, for the rest of your life, would you give up bread or rice? Bread or bread. rice? You would give up bread. I think so, yeah. I'm so yeah, thankful that you've said yeah. that because I often say that I would give up bread over rice and yeah. people, I've been nearly, I've been like, I've been attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I was attacked in a green room recently for saying that. Everyone was like, you can't live without bread. <laughs> you know, bread's the best, bread rocks. I don't know, what would, what would you choose? I mean, I think I'd have to choose bread. 
So should I go? Yeah, 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 can you yeah, 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 yeah. You can. I make. just, yeah, bread is embedded in my family. All anyone talked about in my house f- from naught to seventeen when I moved out was bread. There's no bread. We need to get some bread. <laughs> Someone get some bread. There's no bread. It was so I can't not. I can't yeah. not have bread. You're like dissing your family, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Also, dissing. I was shit at cooking rice. Mm. Right. So my rice yeah. relation. I love rice when I go out, but I'm mm. always you like, say my rice relationship. My rice relationship. <laughs> have you been to Japan, Rose? I have, yeah. How was it? Because I'm desperate to go. And, and you always say it's your best it, food yeah, ever. Yeah, it's one of the best places I've been. So good. I mean, in sort of like wintertime, which was a mm-hmm. great time to go, like not in the height of summer and stuff. Yeah. I had the best beef of my life there. Mm, yeah. Like just, you know when, like, it's very rare when you have full food memories where... Like real ratatouille style, <laughs> you know, yeah. where you're, I can completely remember exactly where I ate the best beef of my mm. life. Kyoto is awesome. Went to the cup noodle museum in Osaka. Oh, wow. That's awesome. You get to make your own cup noodle mm. and they package it and everything. Mm. It was not great when I no. ate it. But, um, <laughs> but fun experience. Yeah, fun experience. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. I want to talk to you about what's the thing called that it used to be like a trend and you got obsessed with it with people like eating loads of stuff on camera? Mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> Mukbang. Yeah. So I found out that you love this and I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned it to Misha, my boyfriend, and he's like, oh my God, I love Mukbang. Mm. And he got, he was really into it as well. So am I right in saying this is sort of a filmed eating competition and someone picks a food and they live stream, they're just eating? No competition element involved. Oh, it's It's, just... uh, I think early versions of Bookbang were live streams of people. Yeah. And you would um, kind of watch and just watch someone eat an immense amount of food. Right. It's Korean, a Korean, you know, genre. So it's always huge portions and stuff Always huge portions. So you got into watching it and then you did your own Mukbang stream? I did one for, it was a uh, New Zealand sort of website at the time and they were like, you should do a mukbang. Mm. So we did a big order from a Chinese takeaway and I did it and it was harder than I, mm, harder than hard. I expected. Mm. And these people like can put put away some food, mm-hmm. some serious food. And uh, it really gave me a newfound respect, I think. For, if there's <laughs> one, yeah. one food, Rose, if you had to give it another go, we're not going to make you do it now. Mm. What do you think you'd go for? And what do you think you'd go for, Andrew? You could just eat it and eat it. I suggested Pringles. I could do like the Euro tunnel. <laughs> Filled with Pringles. I had a tube of salt and vinegar Pringles the other day. I think I got third degree burn. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, because the shape of the Pringle with yeah. the salt and vinegar, I genuinely yeah. got like a rash. Yeah. It was quite They awful. really gripped the tongue. No, it was, yeah. it was too much. Okay, so maybe not a Pringle. No, what would you no, do, Anne? She can oh, just God, go you know, for the, it. Yeah, I, I woke up in the morning to a thing of tube of Pringles in my bed. Oh. It was horrific. Oh. It was sad. Mm. It was not as bad at the time as I woke up uh, after a night out and I thought I'd pissed myself because I woke up with a wet patch in my bed. And I was like, oh man. God. And then I pulled back the duvet and it was just a bag of party ice. And then I had a flashback to um, <laughs> jumping really high on the dance floor the night before, twisting my ankle and buying party ice on the way home. Oh, because <laughs> yeah, you hurt yourself. Found yeah. a photo on my yeah. phone of me holding a bag of party ice, like, eh, in, a, in a corner shop. And then it all made sense. So I was like, think, it was funny. It was like a downgrade. Like, thank God I didn't piss myself. I've just yeah, rolled yeah, my yeah. ankle, not remembered it, and <laughs> left a bag bad. of party ice in my goddamn bed. If you were to do a mukbang, Ange, what would you do? Probably fried chicken, I think. Really? Yeah. So how many do you reckon you could do if we got you like a cake? KFC no. bargain bucket. I, I don't think I could eat. You can only eat so much of anything. I don't well, think I could eat. What's the whole point of the book where you've got to choose a Moorish thing? What are you talking about? Yeah. you got to choose something you want to eat right Angela now. Angela launching modest mukbang. <laughs> where she just does one... 
Yeah. 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 I feel like cereal, once I start cereal, I can do a box. I can do a box of fruit and fiber. Could you? A hundred percent. A whole box of fruit and fiber. I do that quite regularly. Jeez, you have to cancel your plans for the rest of the day. I do. Are you talking about the like little box like that? No, a full box of fruit and fiber. That's that's wild. That's a lot of milk. That's a lot of milk. That's a lot of milk. Hey, we have a listener email from Clemmy. Yes. Uh, Clemmy says, Dear Angela and Nick, I've gobbled up every dish episode. Gobbled, because it's food. I've gobbled up every dish episode on my walks home from work here in Luxembourg. So she walks home from Luxembourg every day. Amazing. So far. Oh my God, the steps must be crazy. So far. Living on my own, I find it nearly impossible to cook for myself. Either I make sad-ass pasta portion, frequently misjudging a normal amount and having to eat for three days, or I buy one cauliflower and it lasts me three weeks. Do you, Angela, have any dishes which are ideal for cooking and shopping for a single gal pal? Lots of love, Clemmy, who's walking back from Luxembourg. I know, it's a hard one, that. Because when I'm in on my own, I don't want to cook for myself because I think I don't deserve it. I'm the queen of this. I I live alone. I live alone. Passes are okay. I think I've got a lot of freezer stuff. Mm. I'm a big on eggs. Dumplings. Dumplings are Mm. really good because you can just take out the portion that you want. Yes. Rice is where it's at, girl, Mm. because you just make some rice. Make a freaking protein of mm. veg and yeah. then you're done. And there you go. It's about planning. It's you know about what I mean. planning. And get a rice cooker for one. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, oh. Hey, let's talk about Starstruck. Oh, sure. Please. Because yeah. people really love it. I love it. And the crew are really are very obsessed with Starstruck. Oh, that's good. It's very real. It's very funny. So for anyone that's not seen the show, tell us about Jesse and tell us about the, yeah. the journey that Jesse's on. Because the premise for the show is genius. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has ever done this premise before, but... Um, <laughs> But it's um, a normal person uh, has sex with a celebrity. Uh, (laughs) That is the premise of this first series, uh, my character, Jessie. But what I love is she doesn't know that. Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, hang on. Hold on. She realizes uh, Nikish Patel's character, Tom, is a big big movie star. And uh, that's the first series. And then, you know, the next two progress with that kind of on-again, off-again mm. relationship. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the third series now is a bit of a time jump from the last time we saw them in series two, which was them, like, kissing in a lake. Yeah. As you mm-hmm. do. Is it right that it was inspired by your love of the rom-com? Is that what made you write it? I never really thought about doing a rom-com until the idea came to me. I've always wanted to write and direct and, like, do films, and I think it was a really great genre to tap into in a TV format that you could... Because essentially, if you watch it back to back, it feels like a film, almost feels like a yeah. film, like a rom com yeah. film. And my co writer, Alice Ned, and she's very uh, rom com obsessive as well. Uh, yeah. And uh, did you write it on a plane? Or you started writing it on a plane? Yeah, I, I, this is the story is I drank too much whiskey on a plane. <laughs> and I, and uh, my agent was like, just one more idea. I was like, oh, I got an idea for you. <laughs> yeah, and then um, that's where it kind of came about. And did you know when you started writing, like, oh, this mm. is going to be good and people yeah. are going to love this? No, because I don't think about that about anything I make. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm like, really healthy. I enjoyed the process. I loved writing it, and I would think we were writing something that we liked. I just think nothing is really promised, and in, in, in kind of mm. the biz of this, especially you know TV and comedy and all that. I feel the same way with stand up as well. It might just be a symptom of very low self esteem, but, <laughs> but I think. That's the great thing about the show. It's really changed throughout the series, I think. Yeah. The yeah. third series is very, very different to the mm-hmm. first series. It's a really weird time capsule as well of me 
going from the actual age of, you know, 26, 27 to now. I had dinner with Emma last night who plays Kate. She was like, I was watching back the first series. We're babies. Like, we're <laughs> tiny. We look so young. And there's this time jump with the third series and it kind of really rings true. Like, so much has happened in those mm-hmm. years. Yeah, we were in sure. lockdown the first series. Yeah. Like, that was shot in lockdown. And that feels like a million years ago in a way. I really didn't know that it was going to be as like wonderfully, like really lucky for it to be as popular and speak to as many people as it has, it seems. I think it's a surefire hit when you're doing like a love story. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and also it's so real, which yeah. is why it's so funny. And it's just so naturally funny. Mm. Obviously yeah. you had to, you know, sit and write that, but I, I just love how easy it is mm. to watch and how effortlessly funny And And the same feels like there's bits that reflect your life. Like yeah. you imagine the scene where you just talked about with the ice in your bed. Yeah, that could be in it. That's actually almost too messy for Jesse's character. That's a real Rose special there. Nah, it is cool. I think that was like the vibe that we have as, you know, as writers and wanting to make that as a very naturalistic kind of tone to what is kinda over the top, like, premise. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And definitely, like, by the third series, it's kind of exploring things about aging and getting into your 30s and people's lives moving on Mm -hmm. and it's all stuff I'm going through now as well. So, yeah, yeah, everyone's having babies and getting Mm -hmm. married. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's an amazing show. Congrats on it. You can see all seasons of Starstruck right now on BBC iPlayer. So do go watch it because it's very funny and very brilliant. Uh, right, we have come to the end of the show question, Rose. Here's your question. It's going to be soggy because I have yeah. my drink on it. For listeners, if it's yeah. sopping wet. Yeah, it's like the one you get from the butcher with your chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And soggy, <laughs> soggy I envelope. Wish, I wish yeah. I received my chicken nicks in a gold envelope. That's fantastic. <laughs> when you moved to the UK in 2015, yeah. you shared a place with one of our favourite dish guests, mm. Mr. Mm. Nish Kumar. Love Nish. Love Nish Kumar. Um, so we thought we could play a game called Nish the Dirt. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we reached out to Nish and he has sent a question for you. Hello, Rose. It's Nish here, your former flatmate. As one of Angela and Nick's favourite ever guests, their words, not mine, I've been asked to tell you the end of the show question and it's a simple one. Please tell them about the time when you did the Royal Variety performance and inform them of what happened next. Thank you very much. God bless you. No, don't clap him. that that is the only time he's spoken to me respectfully. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm shocked. Like, it disturbs me to hear him be so polite to right. me. Because wow. usually Normally, he's screaming at me. Right. Screaming How at me. Tell us about life Oh, you don't know. You don't oh. know. The real Nishkumar. So that's not the real Nishkumar right there. Are you kidding? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, little head boy Nishkumar. Oh, I've got a question for Rose on Nugget Podcast. Oh, yes, I'll be good. I'll do. Oh, my God. He, no, to be fair, living with him was fantastic. It was good. <laughs> what he's referencing, yes. the Royal Variety Gala, was where I performed stand-up comedy in front of a, I, I'm going to say, a sea of white-haired people. Um, <laughs> in front of, uh, you know, a gorgeous, gorgeous um, audience uh, <laughs> expecting comedy, not expecting the sort of whimsical anti-comedy of, <laughs> of, of myself. I did really bad Christmas cracker jokes 
which were intentionally bad. Yes. And many people came up to me afterwards going, stay at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep going, girl. Um, uh, so I think oh, the irony of it really was lost. It was Harry and Megan as well. Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah, she kind of glided over. It was almost like she was like on a hoverboard. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of glided over. I'm Mrs. Danvers, and she was like, you must be so proud. And I was like, of what? <laughs> I was dying on my ass. <laughs> yeah. I'll be writing home about that. Um, but um, I was doing that I was doing that show. Greg uh, Davies was hosting. Mm-hmm. Alex Holm was on. And I got very, very drunk. I'd moved out by this point mm-hmm. to with my friend Emma, you know, to northeast London. And then got there, figured out that I had left my keys inside. So what did you do? Realised the only person who would be up at that time would be Nish Kumar. Uh-oh. My former flatmate. So Uh-oh. that is why I went back to my old flat. Nish took a picture of me in my sort of the outfit that I um, had on and just drinking a glass of water, feeling very embarrassed. Oh, so, um, Claire has the picture. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, great. Oh, there we go. No! Print it out to oh, A4. Oh, my God. Yeah. There you are. Didn't spring for colour. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, black. Yeah, that's me. So. I think that looks very fab. But yeah, thanks, Nish, for bringing back yeah, that thanks, memory. Yeah, thanks, Nish. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Rosie, we answer the question, which means you win the Weight Trolls goodie bag. Yes. <laughs> All the things from Weight Trolls. Oh, my God. None. <laughs> 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 Oh my God. Yeah. I've never, yeah. I've never won. <laughs> Would you like to thank yeah, anyone? I'd like to thank my mum. I'd like to thank the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Um, oh Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, hey, oh, that was a lot it's of fun. It's been brilliant. Uh, make sure you watch Starstruck on the telly, yes. please. All seasons yeah, of all Starstruck right now on BBC iPlayer. Round of applause for Rose Matafeo, everybody. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you the phone. Thank you for the phone. That was very Ooh. fun. Olive yeah. oil and a little tea. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, thanks so much. That was so so, that was so fun. Oh, so thanks for having me. It was, was fantastic. Next week on Dish, it's Sarah Cox. But at the farm, if it was like haymaking, there'd be like piles of like ham butters. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> piles of hay that we yeah. all like to eat. <laughs> and my mum always does the joke, like, what sandwich do you want? And she'll go, I'll have an ham. Do, 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 do. I'll have an ham. Do, 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 do. Like, that's one of my mum's top jokes. Details of all the delicious meals I've cooked on Dish can be found at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. All the links are in our show notes. We love reading your reviews, don't we, Ange? Ange? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> please keep them coming, and you know, the bigger the better. Like what you hear, then please share the love. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening today. Dish is an SE Creative Studio production. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.